making videos, I like the process of doing it. The, the profiles that we do, I need for me. I listen to every morning. I, I need them in my life. And so even if nobody liked them, I would still have a skeleton team doing it for me just so that I had something every morning to watch. And I think what ends up happening is a lot of entrepreneurs, they get caught up on running their business and just trying to play to the algorithm or just trying to play to the market. And they end up falling out of love with the thing that they're doing in the first place, which then leads to burnout, which then leads to unhappiness, which then leads to side projects and side hustles and all these other things where it's like, well, no, just keep doing, but make sure you're checking in and that you're loving the work. You love the process. For me, it's not about hitting how, whatever the next, I have 4 million subscribers or 5 million subscribers, whatever the next goal is. It's like, I like waking up every day and doing what I'm doing. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the None of Your Business Business Podcast. Missing Lacey today, but that's okay because me and today's guest, we are going to hold it down. And just like always, we're going to try and one up last week. Let's see how we do. You probably have already seen today's guest all over the place because he's done an incredible job of exploding his personal brand. And he has such an incredible background. I can't wait to dive in. We're gonna go fast and furious with Evan Carmichael today. Let's bring him in. Thank you, Evan, for being a part of the None of Your Business podcast. Thanks for having me, Sean. Excited to be here. Excellent. Well, we begin every podcast with the exact same question. Um, you have uh, an incredible track record. And if anybody is looking you up online, it's easy to see all of the accolades. And when we see that, it's easy for us entrepreneurs to fall into the trap of thinking like, well, of course, that's because Evan had all the breaks. I'm sure his parents probably helped him out. Plus that, look, um, he got some good breaks on YouTube. I wish my YouTube channel would explode like his. And what we miss are all of the learning lessons, the obstacles. Can you share with us some of the biggest obstacles and lessons that you learned in becoming Evan Carmichael? Well, still uh, working on becoming Evan Carmichael. It's an ongoing process. But if I look at the, the YouTube channel, one of the things that I did on my homepage is I shared the year-over-year -year growth and you can see that in my first year, I had 25 subscribers uh, and it took five years to cross into 2000 subscribers, something like that. And so you can see year by year how slowly uh, I grew and how much I sucked in the early journey. And wherever you're at, if you're trying to get a YouTube channel off the ground, you're probably already ahead of me, you know, in your first year getting more than 25 subscribers. And so I share that because it, it was a really long journey. It was a, a real struggle. Um, I never also wanted to be YouTube famous. When I started, that was 2009. Uh, nobody was really YouTube famous. I just wanted to serve. I wanted to help. Um, one of the biggest things I had to overcome was being an introvert and being shy. I didn't feel comfortable in front of the camera and had no need to, to have the spotlight on me. I actually don't like having a spotlight on me. 
Uh, and so <laughs> how do you then go and build a YouTube channel and have millions of subscribers? And so it took me a long time to get comfortable turning on the camera. It was 350 videos until I uh, didn't absolutely hate my content. You know, like I would watch my content back and just, this is terrible. 350 videos and then uh, 700 videos until I inspired myself to say, wow, like, hey, I'm starting to get good at this thing. So the only thing I had going for me was I just kept going. Um, it, it, I didn't have any mentors at the beginning. There were no shows like yours to listen to, to gain advice. And I, I luckily just kept going and now we're here. But the goal with, I think, every entrepreneur is whatever you struggled with, I believe your purpose comes from your pain. So whatever you struggled with, you want to make the path easier for the next generation. This is why I do what I do. This is why I'm sure you do what you do. And uh, yeah, happy to be here and dive deeper into the story wherever you want to take it. Yeah, well, let's go into that because I want I want to um, I want to work on the mindset of a lot of people um, who have not yet discovered their purpose. Um, because we look out podcasts, YouTube channels. People have big messages. They want to change the world. I run into that all the time. Like, oh, Sean, if people just knew, I'm like, yeah, but there are platforms like podcasting, YouTube. Why aren't you sharing your message? And then they run into this. And, and I, I, it sounds like you had the same thing. Um, yeah, but I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Uh, what am I going to say? Um, so let's go back to the 25 subscribers and you just starting out. So you didn't want to be YouTube famous. You just you start this talk to us a little bit about what's in your mind um when you're starting this and how do you discover what the heck to even talk about so i started my channel in november of 2008 is when i created the account and i didn't upload my first video until april 2009. so it was already in the, i was i was like everybody else like i set up an account and then just months go by before you do anything because I was worried about having the perfect video and who's going to edit it and what, what's the camera going to be and what's my script going to be and all of this stuff, all of the usual things that we all think about when we first get started. And, you know, I wish I knew then what I knew now, I guess, as uh, you know, the old song goes. But uh, I would I would counsel entrepreneurs at the beginning just to expect to suck, just expect to suck. Expect your first video to suck. Expect your first workout to suck. Expect expect your first time getting on a snowboard to suck. Just expect to suck. That doesn't mean that you suck as a human. It just means you don't have the skill yet. So the challenge for a lot of people is we know what looks good. Somebody might be watching your show. It's like, oh, look at Sean. He's got it all figured out. He's articulate. He's got, he's got a, a camera. He's got a great guest. He's got a microphone. He's got all this fancy editing. It looks like you've got it all together. And so because they know what good looks like, then when they go in to try to create their own, say, oh, well, I can't do that. I, I, mine sucks. And so that means they never post. So you can't go into the gym and look at the strongest guy and then say, well, because he's there, now I can't get started on my journey. So just expect to suck at the beginning. And I tell people, make 100 videos before you judge yourself. Just make 100 videos. You can go look at my 100th video. You can go look at Gary Vee's 100th video. It's still not anything super spectacular. But make 100 videos before you start to critique yourself and say you're not cut out for this and you suck and you're never going to make it because you'll see a ton of growth. Even in the first 10 episodes, you'll see a ton of growth. I'm sure even as you started this podcast, this video and the next one and the last one are already better than episodes one, two and three because you figured some stuff out as you go. And that's part of the journey of being an entrepreneur. And so we we know what looks good, but we can't create something good yet. And so we have good tastes, but we don't have the skill. And that, that prevents a lot of people from just 
going. And so I tell people just expect to suck, make a hundred videos. You will get better over those hundred. I've never seen somebody not get better. Right. <laughs> you would have to really suck if you made a hundred videos and you never got better. You know, I, you always get better. And so it's just those early bits where we're overthinking and overanalyzing and um, beating ourselves up and it prevents you know, this isn't even about you. It prevents your mission from getting out, prevents your story from getting out. It prevents, you know, somebody learning how to be better because you had the courage to get out there and make your, your video public. Um, and so I try to, some people lean in on the, I could be famous and I could have a million subscribers and, and that's great. That doesn't energize me, but the, the service side does so that somebody watching this episode right now, this might be the video that, makes a shift for them because of a story that I say with the right words. Now, this is the time that they decide to go do something. And if I don't show up, if I saw this in my calendar, it's like, oh my God, I don't know. Should I do this thing with Sean? I'm so nervous. You know, if I don't go off and, and do the episode, then I'm cheating somebody the ability to make a change in their life. I want to come to that, but I, you know, I, I always say, um, just suck faster. I, I love that you saying that because we, we're all, we're all going to suck at the beginning. So just suck fast. Like, you know, do, do a hundred episodes, do a hundred shows and do them as fast as you can. Because if there's, if there's six months between every episode, then you're going to just suck for a really long time. Like if you just do them in a hundred straight days, um, that learning curve is just faster. So yeah, we all suck. Just suck faster. Um, go out there and, and get that learning curve done as quick as you can. Um, I have two things. The first one though, is, um, you said like, so you, and, and, and for a lot of reasons back in your, in your past, we, we don't have the time to dive deep into all of, all of your, your history and how you get here, but you don't have to do this for the money. So that's why it, it's easy for one to see like, okay, so that, you know, that wasn't the motive and that, and we can understand that anybody that does their homework on you, like, okay, I understand that wasn't the motive and you wanted to help people. So if we were doing it for the money, we would look at our checking account. We would look at our Stripe account. We would see the money coming in. You say that you want to do this for the service. You want to help people. How do you measure your impact then? How do you know that it's working? So I, I think honestly, all entrepreneurs are mission driven, like the best entrepreneurs are mission driven. And whether we call that mission or purpose or vision or service, making money is important. Don't get me wrong. I love making money. Making money is great. And you have to make money if you're an entrepreneur. Like if you're not making money, haven't figured out how to do that, you will never have a real business. You just have a hobby that you're doing. Uh, you know, evenings, weekends. And if your mission is actually service and you, you want to go change the world, well, you need team to do that, right? I've got 42 people on my team right now. I can do a lot more with 42 people than me just by myself trying to figure things out, right? And so, well, well how can I have 42 people? Well, because we figured out how to make money. So making money is, uh, is I'd say it has to be in your top five. It just can't be number one, but it's also not number 1,000. So, how do I measure my, you know, service level? It's a, it's a combination of quantitative and qualitative. The quantitative is obviously you can look at the numbers. You can see how many people viewed a video, you know, what the reach is of the content we're creating. And, and that, that is a, you know, big number of 600 million people or whatever it is now who've seen the videos. Um, and then the qualitative is almost more important where you hear the stories. So just before we went live, I was on with your producer and he was doing mic check and all that. And he told me, Hey, I've been a fan of your channel for years and your videos had impacted my life. And it's like that, that's why I do what I do, right? Like to hear the stories, whether it's somebody in person 
you know, he's, he's watched my channel for, I don't know how many years. And this is the first time that he's telling me, we tend to assume that nobody's watching our content or nobody cares. He may not have ever left a comment on my video in years, but now he's telling me here that the videos have had an impact on his life. And so that's the, that's the thing to get addicted to, you know, like to get addicted to serving, to hear the feedback, to say, Hey, this, what you created, whether it's a, a video, a podcast, a product or service, the thing that you made had an impact on my life. Thank you. And that's the, that's the juice that keeps me going. And I get it from comments on videos, from DMS, from emails, from meetings, from, you know, it, vid it, videos and interviews like this. And, uh, that's at the end of the day, the numbers alone aren't enough. It, it has to feel like what I'm doing is touching somebody's life. Okay. So that's the external earlier. You mentioned it took you past a hundred of your own videos before you were even inspired yourself. So through that process, talk to me about the internal drive. Um, again, money is important. I agree. Um, and I'm going to come back to that in a second, but the the internal drive so many people like you know you're doing these videos and it's interesting to think like even your admission is that like but I, I even wasn't inspired by my own work until i had reached a certain point until i had reached a certain level um today now that you've done so many and you have all of the accolades and all of the external recognition um talk to me about that internal drive how do you continually inspire yourself um, to keep doing these videos, how does it not become just work to you? Uh, that's great. That's a great question. People say like, how do you, there's a lot of talk in the creator community now about burnout, you know, people one year in on their career and they're burning out. It's like, well, I've been doing this for 14 years and haven't burnt out yet. Cause I, I still love the process of doing the thing. So what is work? Is this work? Like, is a, is an interview with Sean work? Like, like it's not for me if I, when it's in my calendar, it's like, oh, cool. I get to talk to Sean today. This would be a fun conversation. The second it becomes like, oh man, I don't want to go on this podcast. Then what am I doing? Then, then I should, I should stop and move on to something else. And same thing with making videos, making videos. I like the process of doing it. The, the profiles that we do, I need for me, I listen to every morning. I, I need them in my life. And so even if nobody liked them, I would still have a skeleton team doing it for me just so that I had something every morning to watch. And I think what ends up happening is a lot of entrepreneurs, they get caught up on running their business and just trying to play to the algorithm or just trying to play to the market. And they end up falling out of love with the thing that they're doing in the first place, which then leads to burnout, which then leads to unhappiness, which then leads to side projects and side hustles and all these other things where it's like, well, no, just keep doing, but make sure you're checking in and that you're loving the work you love the process for me it's not about hitting how whatever the next subscribe have four million subscribers or five million subscribers whatever the next goal is it's like i like waking up every day and doing what i'm doing i love that we we have work and we have play and as little kids we have play and no work and as adults we have all work and no play um joe dispenza talks about how when kids are in a state of play you lose track of time and space, right? Like when you're young, your mom would come out and be like, Evan, it's time to come in. And you're like, what? And they're like, well, it's, it's dinner time. And you'd say, but I'm not hungry. And, and all entrepreneurs can identify that, right? When we get into that state of play and the day's over and you're like, oh, I think I forgot to eat lunch today, right? Like you just lose track of, of time and space. I want to talk about though, what it looks like today. 
and, and this is real. A lot of people truly do admire you, look up to you. Um, literally, I've met people that, you know, it's, it's creepy because they want to be you. And oftentimes, because you say, listen, you know, I still love doing this, it can look super glamorous. It could be super easy. Tell me about the rough patches, even on the day to day. What are some, because I always tell people this, look, you look at Evan, there are still things that Evan does that Evan has to do because it's part of the business. He's employing people. We have to generate the revenue to keep these people under our employee. Um, it's not just he wakes up and it's all roses. Um, one, what are some of those things that, you know, you just have learned to, that are a part, part and parcel to being the brand, to being you? Um, and how do you navigate, how do you push through any of the parts of the job that are like, yeah, but it just, just has to get done, whether it's accounting or any, any elements that just are not your jam? Yeah, so, you know, I have a couple of rules, I guess, that have served me. The first is if it has to get done once uh, and I need to do it, I'll do it. As soon as it becomes an ongoing thing, it's it's a it's a eliminate automate delegate in that order like does it have to get done if yes can i automate it if if no can i uh delegate it to somebody else so you mentioned accounting that's probably the thing entrepreneurs like the least you know <laughs> shout out to all the great accountants out there uh shout out to the lawyers who review our contracts and that's a disaster um but yeah i mean i gave that up that was one of the first things i gave up uh inside of my video business editing I didn't want to do that was I hated editing and shout out to all the great editors who love doing that we've got four or five editors on our team um and they do great work and they don't want to be in front of the camera they want to edit so cool uh and so if it's an ongoing thing I try to get it off my plate as quickly as possible and the path especially at the beginning is trying to figure out inside my mission how can i make enough money to be able to hire a team to take away the things that i don't want to do where a lot of times entrepreneurs are thinking just big mission out of the gate which is awesome and inside that instead of worrying about how to build a giant brand out of the gate focus on how do i make my first hundred thousand how do i make my first half million but then that gets me money to be able to quit my job do this full-time give myself some financial stability but then also hire a team to take care of the things that i don't want to do my biggest challenge on a day-to-day -day, I'd say now is not accounting or doing, um, you know, grunt work or things I don't want to do. It's more pushing harder. You know, I think good is the enemy of great. And so things are really good and, and it's honestly great. I mean, if you look at a, a global perspective, everybody listening to this show is in a great, like you have internet, you know, globally, you're, you're way ahead of a lot of people. Um, you have food, you have a bed. So you're, you're way ahead already of, of a lot of the world, but, but you could do more. And that's the biggest push. That's why I need Jay-Z in my ear and Oprah Winfrey in my ear and, and Steve Jobs in my ear and these people. That's why I make the videos I do because it's easy to wake up and just keep doing the same. It's hard to wake up and push yourself to do something that you haven't done before, to, to believe in the next version of what you could become. And that's, um, that's an ongoing struggle. Like I'm, I'm here. This is awesome. I'm talking to you. I feel great. I'm going to leave and be like, that was awesome. Sean's great. Looking forward to seeing the podcast drop, but then I wake up tomorrow and you're, you're basically starting over and I'm not really doing a lot of work tomorrow that I don't want to do again, if it's in my calendar and I don't want to do it, uh, I'll still do it tomorrow, but then I'm going to find a way to cut that out. 
but it's the push to want to do something even bigger and the belief that I'm capable of doing something even bigger. So in, you know, 42 people on my team, that sounds like a big number. And it is compared to 19 year old Evan who had nobody. And how do I get the 4,200? What does that business look like? I have no idea. Who's, who's even done that in the YouTube space? Like nobody. Uh, and so it's those constructs that are limiting that, um, we all need to, but you know, me on a daily basis, trying to, trying to break through and trying to get the perspective and motivation to do it. One last quick question. I know I got to let you go. Um, you said, you said that you share, I see this as a trend sharing transparency amongst entrepreneurs that have reached a certain level that others aspire to get to. And I love to see that because for so long, numbers were always hidden, revenue numbers, you know, they, it was always kind of fake, you know, oh yeah, I've got millions of subscribers or millions of views because I mean, we could verify how many subscribers you have, but we can't see all of the metrics and data behind the scenes. Like, are they watching for one second or what's going on? Talk to me about that decision to kind of open yourself up transparently and why that's important to today's entrepreneur. Um, I don't know that it's required. I think it just depends on the kind of brand that you're trying to build, you know? So definitely not required. Yeah. But you do. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I was on a podcast when I, I did a tour in 2019 and, uh, I did 23 cities in 90 days and I was doing a bunch of podcasts on, on the, the tour and on one of my first stops, I was in Pittsburgh and it was doing a show and, and these guys were asking some really great behind the scenes question, similar to you. It's like, hey, it's great that you want all these things, but it's not like, hey, what's it like to have a, X subscribers? You're trying to dig into the painful moments and behind the curtains and 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 some people don't like that. Like some people don't wanna go there. Some people uh, don't love sharing that. And for me, it's like, oh, those are great questions. You know, Sean's asking, you're making me think about some of these things. It's not the usual, what would you tell your 19 year old self? Uh, and so, when they asked me those questions, like that, that was the first taste that I had of kind of peeling back the curtain. And I didn't want people to look at me and think that it was so unachievable. Uh, like go look at how long it took me to get my YouTube channel. You're, you're probably everybody watching here. You're probably already ahead of me. If you look at my year over year from year one to two and where you're at right now. And I thought that was more, um, inspiring. Uh, to be able to see that, hey, like this guy is not that, he's not that far away uh, as a person. Where some of the other other people have built their brands super successfully on being perfect, knowing everything, no flaws, uh, no admission of weakness, and and they've done well too. So there's no right way or wrong way. I think it's just being um, understanding the message that you want to put out for yourself and what is your brand. And so I'd much rather show the year over year and the the slow growth and the mistakes and the failures, because uh, I think that's more uh, inspiring. At least I hope it is. And relatable. You know, I always say there's no one right way to do anything, like what you're saying. But I got to say, that, but there is a preferred way for every individual. And I, I mean, obviously, just look at the numbers. So many people um, resonate and 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 have you as the preferred model for whatever it is that everyone is trying to build. Evan, I know I got to let you go. I want to thank you so much. I want to encourage everybody, jump on YouTube, become a subscriber, um, dive into that world, see what is possible, become inspired. And I always say this all the time, but Evan somewhat reaffirmed it. Drop him a comment and let him know, now that you know what drives him, what's inspiring him, um, 
Don't wait until you happen to come across him because you're producing a podcast like James did. Share with him how he's impacting and changing your life. I always say it. You might think that people are too big. Um, they, re they read the comments. And I'm sure that Evan reads the comments as well because that's just why. It's why he's doing what he does. Evan, I think we beat last week's show. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know what was, what last week's show was, but uh, <laughs> well, you crushed well. it. That, that you for sure crushed it, and, and I I appreciate you being on with us. Just as a last thought, I'd say, uh, yeah. I mean, yes. Give a comment on this video. Appreciate it. Give Sean some love as well. And as a extra call to action, I'd say pay a special attention um, to the smaller channels because I'm fortunate now that we get tons of comments every day, and they're overwhelmingly 99% positive. And so it's easy for me to wake up every day and, and look at some positivity. Uh, for a lot of creators, that there's nothing, there's no comments. And I remember my first video on my channel, I had, it was up for a year and I had three comments on that video. The first was my mom, the second was my sister, and the third was some random guy. And when that, when that guy left the comment, I was like, somebody left a comment on my video. Oh my gosh, it's working. You know, like how did I keep going over the years of not getting uh, tons of views or subscribers? Well, those little comments that dripped in once a week or every two weeks, that that was fuel to say, huh, like this is, it's touching some people. It may not be hitting millions of views, but I'm touching some people. And so if there's somebody that you follow that is a creator, they're on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok or podcast or whatever, and you you like their stuff, even if you don't listen to all of it, leave a comment. Let them know, send them a message, tell them what it meant to you because that might, that like your comment might be the difference between them quitting on their business or them continuing on. So absolutely leave a comment on this one, you know, tell Sean what you thought and uh, to up the ante, just find a small creator that you like to follow and let them know too the impact that they've had on your life. Okay, for sure. We already topped last week. <laughs> thank you so much evan hey all of you uh, we'll be back again next week we'll try and top this one no promises because evan absolutely knocked it out of the park sometimes we got to go back to hitting singles and that's okay tune in next week brand new edition none of your business podcast